All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. So he's a former uh, soccer player, but then he got injured and then he went into proctology. Okay, I understand, but do you have any form of ID on you whatsoever? And I Credit hand card, him my library even? card. Uh, that'll work. It's got a work. fake name on it. Okay, uh, what is the fake name? <laughs> the, the fake name is Rochelle Stone. So I'm in a little bit of a bind right now, and I need, I'm not going to use the word alibi, but I need something to be doing right now. Are you, are you in trouble with the cops? It depends on how you feel about them. Um, man, fuck those guys. Come into the back. Is it okay if I, like, grab an apron and pretend I'm working? Yeah. And the librarian looks down at the two of you and says, City Hall, something in the diagrams that you took photos of and have been poring over really, really lines up in your memory with something from City Hall Park. Holy shit. Significant milestone makes enough sense. Uh, probably should have gotten it last time, but eh, I'm not a perfect GM. So I'll give it to you this time to make up for that. So, yeah. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, let's talk about what you all did with your brandy new skill point and other options. Okay, I'll go first. Um, Our boy... Albion now has a point in Intimidate, because he's been doing it so often anyway. You've gotten good practice in, uh, for sure. Yeah, so now Albion actually seems intimidating when he tries to intimidate. More so than usual. Um, yeah, what what else did we get off of this, uh, Gwen? What, how's Ro changed? Ro has done some punches, so now she has a plus one for fists. Uh, yeah, that that's just sort of the progression of you and Albion working out and doing your thing. Yeah. So, makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of punching, Sylvester Coopersmith, what up? Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, I didn't put anything into anything yet. Probably just gonna throw another point in the fist. Uh, yeah, as long as, as long as you can bump that particular number up without it being uh, a problem for like as long as you have enough numbers below it then yeah put a point in fists okay so that's five now for fists oh shit what what's your other four scholarship yeah okay so now you are officially a five in fists (laughs) yep so our name is the punchy bunch then And that's how they became the punchy bunch. Ba-ba-da-ba. All right. I also wanted to 
change medical school colleagues because I've never friggin' used it and I have like no points in contacts anyway. Yeah, that was sort of to supplement your no points in contacts, but you have not used it. So uh, what were we changing that to? Uh, today, ancient day spell cakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Which is basically killing blow, but instead of working for offense, it works for defense. Okay. Defense against magical effects specifically, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like once a battle, I can like roll an extra three dice against a magical thing. Yeah, you get a plus three on a defense against a magical effect. And I think you have to give me a fate point for it, but like you're stacked with those. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it's basically just force of willing your way through magical bullshit, which I love. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I finally, thank that demon after I break his neck. <laughs> Perfect, Christine. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, uh, I Desdemona I did stuff. Yeah. Um. So her investigation has been bumped from a two to a three, and um, one of her aspects got re renamed. So, uh, welcome to the Paranet is gone, and it is replaced with I get by with a little help from my friends. Hey. Yeah, you weren't calling on the Paranet as much as I kind of had expected you to, given that they are a pretty significant resource in this universe. But uh, yeah, same. Yeah. So you you've just kind of been relying way more on other things, like uh, one Warden Beaumont, and you've definitely fangirled over him a bit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 in the meantime I'm just imagining like a wizard tries to cast a spell at Sebastian and he's like oh that's cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much I got the idea from that one story about the fuck you he's lord something or other oh yes yes uh yes that's I know where I got the about. idea um the ballad of Edgardo uh, yeah that's yeah. where I got the idea from because fuck you he's golden harl yeah <laughs> yes uh, I'm so glad I read that to you and inspired a thing for you. Yay. Hell yeah. All right. So I assume we're taking someone's car, right? Probably Dude. Albion's. Okay. Yeah, I haven't bought another garbage clunker yet. Yeah. That's that's fair. All right. So Albion... Uh, is, is Albion driving? I guess. I mean, it is your car. And as we learned in episode three, nobody gonna take it. So nobody gonna take my car. Gonna race into the bamboo. Oh yeah, and don't forget, uh, you do get a refresh of fate points from the milestone. Oh thank God. So uh, you drive into the center of downtown Burlington. Probably find parking in the garage not too far, a couple blocks from City Hall. Uh, to head into town, the four of you, and take a look at City Hall Park. Uh, Dr. Cooper Smith, you're more familiar with City Hall Park than, say, Albion and, uh, and Roe, but uh, Des, I feel like you'd also be pretty familiar with City Hall Park as well, because you've lived here for a good long while, yeah? Oh, definitely. She's biked around there a whole bunch. Cool. Love it. Okay, so, uh, you know that City Hall Park is, sits between Church Street, St. Paul Street, College Street, and Main Street, 
uh, and it is uh, you have city actually City Hall right there. And on the other side of City Hall from the park uh, on Church Street is a whole row of shops and restaurants and just cool places to go and do stuff. Um, and the Center for the Arts, even, which is pretty sweet. So uh, it's still pretty snowy. I'm actually going to give you a uh, this is this is clearly not it covered in snow, but I'm going to forward a picture to all of you in uh, voice chat. That is that is what City Hall looks like uh, from a bit of an aerial view. So, yeah, you can see how uh, it's it's got this sort of even under the snow, you can tell there's that central ring in the middle. Uh, and there are sort of six spokes coming off of that uh, that are walking paths that you can use. And they've been they've been cleared uh, of snow. Uh, you know, we had that sort of freak uh flurry of snow the other night but since then it's definitely been cleaned up and taken care of so yes you know that they uh that you have this park in front of you and there are there are some people walking through not that many it's still real cold it's a tuesday in january but uh people are going about their business um what would you like to do um, can i do a investigation check Sure thing. Uh, I'm going to say with what you're looking for, uh, the investigation check is probably just going to be a three, honestly. Okay. All right. Um, that's nothing there, but my investigation is now a, it's now a three. Hey! You well, that came in handy. <laughs> hey, perfectly timed. Okay. So, yes, uh, you walk around and you notice that there are uh, there are some interesting little signs that uh, talk about the history of the park. Ooh, uh, one of those catches your eye and it's a view of Burlington City Hall Park in 1859. And it looks it looks kind of striking to you, especially somebody who has studied the arcane so much. I mean, the park is uh, perfectly circular in mm -hmm. construction as opposed to how it is now. It's now a rectangular park that have the six wheel spokes off of a center circle. The whole park used to be one big circle with these path lines running from uh, point to point on the outside in interesting geometric designs that look like they were purely functional for like getting from one building area to another uh but I mean, it, it looks interesting to you it's basically asking to become a pentagram it does look kind of pentagrammy all right um so she'll call everybody over to just come and take a look at the sign not just for its historical significance um this picture here it looks like this park used to be just a complete circle in general with a lot of rather strange crisscrosses on it. So what exactly does that mean? Like this was being used for something or something? I mean, it's possible that the park presents an opportunity for this burgeoning necromancer. Could be the next spot. Or it might have already been a spot. I don't know. 
as Ooh. you are contemplating the pentagrammableness of this particular location, uh, you notice that there are plans for what the Burlington City Council would like to do with the park in the future, because it's already been receiving some updates and renovations. So you can see that they uh, that they have plans to modernize and renovate the park with like the little water jets and stuff on a uh, sort of a oval shape with little uh, little patios for park benches and, uh, you know, light tree coverage. Not not quite the way that it is now, but definitely. Uh, def oh, man. Mm. That Still. loses a lot of the class this place has. I mean, look at that. That is just some postmodern bullshit. I'm, I always <laughs> thought that those water jets were always a lot of fun for the kids in the summertime. And can you imagine bringing a dog through here and he just runs through those fountains? I think it'd be fun. You can actually see in the proposal image a little computer graphic of a person throwing a frisbee for a dog. I know, I'm looking at him and he's a good boy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you have to tear up classic old stuff like this for that, that's just... I feel like you're losing something. Welcome to progress, buddy. This feels like gentrification is what I'm saying. Progress is in quotation marks, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's man. certainly a change from the way it was in the 1800s, that's for sure. I Yeah, well, the one in the 1800s looks like it could have been used for something terrible, so... <laughs> It yeah, does, it kind of looks like a giant friggin' pentagram. I'm going to give anybody who wants it one chance at rolling a lore check. The target sure. is eight. Well, then. I mean, I can't Six. hit it natively, and I can't hit it unnatively either. That's Actually, three minuses. I have a negative one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If I, if I tag a fate point, I can do it. Look at you, Miss Fancy. Oh my god, you can pull it off. Do it. I, yeah. Uh, what did you see, roll? Um, I ro well, I rolled a two pluses, and I already have a four in lore. Ooh. Uh, Clutch yeah. time for a plus two. Yeah. Um, why don't we uh, tag um, Haunted Hunted Mouthpiece of the Supernatural? Um, being linked with the Supernatural, I'm also linked a lot to just local history. Ah, in okay. that regard, I see how you're spinning I... that. Okay, I will. I will take your fate point, and yeah. you are just hitting the threshold of the check and no higher, so you're not going to get anything additional on this. That's fine. You you feel for the first time something in the park. You've been here before. And you visited this place just for whatever reason. It's, you know, it's a nice little park uh, outside of City Hall. You know, you've walked through it to go from one place to another, spend some time there. Like, what would Desdemona do in a city park? Probably read by herself. That until she gets hot makes, from the sun. That makes a lot of sense. She used um, to study there in college. Perfect. Between classes. Yes. Love it. Love it so much. Um... So you haven't ever really noticed the thing that you are feeling about the park right now. And uh, the feeling that you have 
is best described in a single word. Cthonic. What's the word? So a mixture of Cthulhu and Sonic. No, it is not. It is how it's spelled, but that is not what it means. Um, well, I, I just I'm just looking up the word now because I've never seen that word before. It is. Um, it literally means subterranean, but the word hmm. in English describes deities or spirits of the underworld, especially in the ancient Greek religion. Now, that's not necessarily. I'm not saying that you feel so, like Hades or Neptune is or something is like literally under the park just like you kids keep it down up there uh but the best sensation the best word to describe the sensation you're feeling there is of something thonic uh i'm just curious is this a feeling that desdemona would have felt before like are we talking like a kind of feeling you get like at a at a deep well or at a cemetery or this one is you're trying to, in your head, compare it to those other feelings, and it it has some of those shades, but it doesn't quite match up to that experience, and you're not sure why. And again, <laughs> it's something that is, it's not like an overbearing feeling to you. It's something that you had to really like focus on to realize that there's a feeling there, a, a feeling that you may have experienced in this place before without ever consciously being aware of it. But mm -hmm. for the first time, you're consciously aware of this, some sort of supernatural presence. And it just seems to pervade uh, the, the park area itself. Okay. Okay. All right. Now that I'm, focusing a little more there's a there's definitely some sort of a a vibe to this place huh like a bad one or uh, it's just it's i'm having a hard time placing exactly what kind it's a i i can't really compare it to anything else is there a way that she will then just kind of because I I'm not sure if I want to role play like you know the entire explanation that you just yeah, gave? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you. Well, do you uh want to try taking a gander at it with the site? Uh, are you suggesting I use the site? If you want. I don't think I've ever done that before. Well, I mean, I could I could try. Are you going to? I only have two fate points. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, if you prefer Alvin will do it, he'll do it. It's funny because I, I just as soon as I knew I heard that this place had a vibe to it and that it was coming from Desdemona, I was like, Albion's going to want to use this site. <laughs> just do it. Of course. Uh, it's um, it's a, a point of psychic damage every turn anyway, right? It is not a guaranteed point of psychic damage every turn. It is an active contest against the things you are seeing and the intensity of them changes the target that you're rolling against. What is what is the skill used? I'm just curious. The skill used is discipline to not take mental damage and be able to close the site. And the skill that is used to understand what you're seeing is mm -hmm. lore. They both have the same target have... role. 
I have fours in both. You know what? I think she's going to try it, but she's going to say, Abby, and how do I start? So you just gotta focus and, uh, kind of close out your other senses. And then extend that, you know, that tingle you get when you know something magical's going on. You know, when you're, like, feeling it out. Yeah. Extend that. And then kind of, it's hard to explain because I just kind of do it naturally. Okay. Uh, Desdemona is going to just like walk a few feet away to be by yourself to try to focus. And then she's going to try to open the site. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke about Lion-O and uh, sight beyond sight, etc. with the sword. Um, you just did. <laughs> yes, you're right. You caught me. So uh, what you you take that innate feeling that you have, the ability to sense the supernatural world, and you sort of focus it through. Uh, it feels like it's being pulled to a focus at like that point, uh, sort of above the connect, like the point between your eyebrows above your nose, just above there in your you know third eye spot. Uh, you you feel that energy sort of pulling to that point, and then your perception of the world drastically changes. For the first time ever, you are looking at something and seeing it for what it truly is. And what it truly is is extraordinarily overwhelming and powerful to look at right now. Um, the This particular park has a good amount of history, you know, at, at least a couple hundred years of history here, whether or not it was a park during all of that. It was definitely a park during most of that. And you are assaulted with a sort of overlap of image of imagery uh things something on top of something else shapes on top of shapes uh circles on top of rectangles uh just all emanating with some kind of significance and before i explain to you any further or potentially tell you what any of that means we are going to have you roll discipline to not take psychic damage from this and you are rolling against a 10. What? Oh, boy. Because um, that is... That's a five. Okay. If you don't tag anything, you will be taking five mental damage, which would necessitate taking a consequence of some kind. All right. Um, I've got two fate points, so let's use them both. Uh... I will do Born with a Gift, and hey, I can actually do this. So you're just going to try to... I will remind you, your lore roll to try to understand what you're seeing is going to be the same target. Oh, boy. If you blow your fate points on on preventing damage, you will have zero chance to comprehend what you've just seen. All right, I see. So, um, because I only have four mental... Um, available, so I'll have to tag one aspect. No, you uh, can take a consequence. Oh. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. 
So would you like to take a mild to mitigate two, a medium to mitigate four, or a, a, a severe to mitigate six and take zero damage, but severe consequence? Let's do medium. Okay, uh, that is a moderate mental consequence, and uh, the mental consequence uh, that you are going to uh, suffer for right now is, yeah, video sensory overload. Okay, let me just write that down. So that knocks four damage off. You still have to mark in your one mental damage spot. Yep. Okay. Now yeah. you make a lore roll to attempt to understand <laughs> the vision in front of you. Uh, it's two. Woof. Huh? Okay. So you can't close the site yet because you have not had a round of it open where you have taken no damage. You can continue looking at the same thing, or you can look somewhere else. What do you guys think? Oh, this is your choice. This, this is solely you in your headspace right now. Mm, I think I'll keep looking where I'm looking. Oh boy, you are really going no. for it. Okay. You are prepared to take a lot of damage to try to solve a part of this mystery. Okay. Uh, remember that you do not have another moderate consequence to spend. That is chalked. That's blocked out. So okay. you continue looking and trying to understand. Uh, am I making a mistake? Roll again. Oh. All right. That is uh, five discipline again. Okay. Um, uh. Yeah. And I could do a mild consequence. Yep, and then that would hit your three spot instead. Okay, so the three is filled. Do I have to fill in the two as well? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, you right, only so... mark in whatever the number is. Okay. If you're trying to hit a number that's already filled, it rolls up. Okay. So you're going to take a mild consequence of... Um, I'm going to say distractible, because when you return to the real world, uh, like, this is just going to be a lot going on that you're processing in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, make me a lore roll once again, target 10. But I'm scared. <laughs> well, all that happens if you fail this is you basically have to look away, or oh, you're no. going to really take some punishment oh that's four negatives <laughs> god damn it oh. <laughs> oh boy and there's no way i can help her not with Shit. this no oh god so des is dead so, we're never gonna figure this out so uh all right looking away <laughs> what are you looking at uh can I look at the sign with the picture from the 1800s on it? Uh, yes, but you do realize that your friends are all still right there. That is true. I will look at Albion. I mean, you can choose to move around and try to look at, like, something much more narrower in focus if you want. Can so. I just look at one of my friends? Sure, you can look at Albion. Okay. 
when you see your friend Albion, uh, you see a... You see that he has a glow about him. Because, surprise, he's pregnant! No. Um, he... <laughs> it is... It is definitely an ethereal kind of glow about him, and you notice that it is very much... Do you have your weapon on you right now, Albion? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, it's definitely something that is very much coming strongest from wherever he is keeping Gugnir on here at, uh, on him at the moment. Um, like, you, you can see that uh, you can't see Gugnir out at the moment because clearly he's not brandishing it but you know that that is like there's a strong something there um and there is a there seems to be a line of light that is tethered on Albion uh and that is going to be a target five lore uh sorry discipline to uh not take damage <sighs> Well, that's three. Okay, you can take two damage, or you can tag a fate point and be able to close the site. I'll take the two damage. That's still open. Okay, the site is still open. Roll me a lower no. five. No, oh, so wait, I can... No, I don't. I don't want to... Nope, nope. I'll use a fate point. <laughs> okay. No, Remember, have you, have to, fate point. you have to not take damage in order to close the site. This is my first time. Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm gonna tag I get a little I get by with a little help from my friends I'm gonna think that seeing Albion somehow is going to inspire her to get through this somehow without dying <laughs> looking at the looking at the guy yeah looking at the guy who once saw you while you were channeling or doing something with Mr. Jack uh, you feel like if he can power through that and closes third eye after that then so can you so taking that inspiration you find it in yourself to concentrate and find that calm center uh in yourself to overcome the mental strain of viewing albion and roll me a five uh lore and that's a six <laughs> perfect timing okay yeah, right great time to roll good <laughs> yeah absolutely it my night it is your night um you are looking very much at the aspect of albion that ties him to his patron deity odin through uh his weapon which you have the strong impression as albion once did when he looked at it in the site that he bears an aspect of Odin's weapon, Gungnir. And it's it's an impressive and powerful thing to behold. Like, you understand that uh, when he was really going for it and um, that dude in the pilings looked at him while he was really drawing that power, it's like, you can understand why he was so freaked out and why perhaps... Um, the the Nixie Rowan might have shrunk away from him or really wanted to get that gun away from him. And you're able to close your third eye if you choose. Please. Okay. 
<clears throat> the world returns to normal almost um you are you still have you know when you look at a light or just look like when street lamps are passing as you're driving and you have those little purple spots in your eyes and they kind of turn into streaks mm-hmm. yeah so that's a lot of what is going on around you. It, it, you have that sort of after image of the thing that you just saw that you're contending with. And it's, it's very, very hard not to have your mind distractedly focused on that very vivid, vivid after image. Uh, Cause it is burned into your brain permanently with perfect clarity. But right now the sort of photo negative of that is just on top of everything. Uh, so it is, it's hard to concentrate properly on uh, anything at the moment. Okay. She's going to just uh, kind of crumple onto her knees and just close her eyes and start taking a few deep breaths. Albion's rushing over. Jesus Christ. You all right? Ah, oh, uh, I think so. I, ah, uh, so bright. Well, Jesus. All right, well, let me take a, I'm going to see if I can take a whack at it. Okay, It's fine. a lot, Albion. It's a lot. It looks like it was, and, um. I think maybe if we uh, narrow our focus, what was a, is there anything you remember that you think I should look at in particular? You just calm down and get yourself, get your head clear. I'll, I'll do the rest. I mean, I doubt she's, because she wasn't able to comprehend any of it. I doubt there's anything she'd be able to convey that's useful. At the moment, everything that you were seeing uh, when you were looking at the park, it, it's hard to tell what's more important than anything else because you do lack that context, but also there was just so much information that that sort of visual stimulus overload, it makes it hard. It makes it impossible at this moment for you to really pinpoint anything. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my gut then, and I'm going to get close, look right at the fountain part in the middle, and I'm going to open my side on that. Okay. So you do. Um... Everything that I described uh, to Christine about what Desdemona was seeing, you're seeing very much the middle uh, of that sort of uh, microcosm of overlapping imagery. Um, It is still a lot to look at uh, because it is still a lot of history uh, and a lot of the change of this place over time uh it it's 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 still almost too much to really comprehend so even even narrowing your focus down there um i'm going to give you a target nine okay three pluses that is a discipline of um four so that is going to roll off my mental stress track. Um, so I'm going to take a minor, con- a mild consequence. Oh wait, you you won't that that's a two hit. It is. I I rolled a discipline. I have a discipline of plus one, and I rolled oh. a f- plus three. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said you had discipline four. I was like, wait a minute. When did your stack get that high? So, okay. So you rolled a four total. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, okay. So, ow. Um, you're, I think you're, you're mild... Uh, your mild mental consequence is going to be, uh, ooh, pretty lights. And, okay. And now, make me a lore roll. Alrighty. Come on, roll another good roll. I have a decent lore now. Okay, that is four pluses, actually. So that is a six. I'm going to tag, I'm going to have to tag two aspects to get me to a ten. So I'm going to, um... Tag uh, Lone Wolf or Pack Hunter. I'm versatile because I'm uh, kind of drawing from the group here and kind of drawing on what happened to Des to try and narr- kind of like strengthen my resolve to focus and figure this out. And I'm going to um, also tag uh, Odin Bless Stalker of Shadows. I will accept those. Okay. And uh, just a point of clarification, you are spending your resources in abundance because you are trying to really cut to the heart of something that might be extremely significant, which is what I'm about to share with you right now, because you did make the lore roll to comprehend what you're seeing. And what you're seeing is a confluence of old magical energies. And you're seeing a process of history taking its course on the park, and whether that be physically or magically, you you see, um, you, you sort of compare. You can compare against the uh, the visuals of the the images of the park and what the park currently looks like. Uh, and you can you understand that there are that there's a lot of magic energy pulling from apparently the the sort of circular edge of the park that used to be into this middle point in a very comp with extremely complex geometries um, that seem to be related to at the very least some of the uh, like the walking paths that you saw in that old image from 1859. There seems to be a correlation between those and how the energy is uh, sort of like hitting the middle, like the like the Death Star beam before it turns into the super laser. Um, so this is you can understand that you are looking at a deliberate magical construct of pretty considerable power, and it is. It's it's a lot. You're gonna have to uh, like to learn a little more about it. You're you're you know you're gonna have to do a little extra research. But for right now, you understand that you are looking at a very very powerful piece of thaumaturgy. Now, what are you going to do on your next round? As you can't currently close the site. I am gonna look at Sylvester. Okay, I assume you're gonna like move to try to like close. Yeah, in. moving yeah. away from that and just <clears throat> looking dead at Sylvester. Okay, great. Um, so Sylvester viewed in yep. 
Um, do you mind if I uh sort of hit him with your your trouble aspect as the thing to draw your uh your sort of what he sees? <clears throat> okay. All right. So, uh, around Sylvester. So you you know you know those laurel wreaths that uh folks would wear in like in Roman Caesar times. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a sort of impression of that around Sylvester. Um and uh you're you're looking at somebody and you're looking at that like that's that's the biggest sort of feature around him that you can see in the site right now. Uh, there is a, a there's a curious element of him uh, down on the lower half as well that just doesn't seem to be shaped quite right and has a an odd sort of uh, almost like cloud trailing off of it. And you're not totally sure what to make of that yet because you haven't made a lower roll. So make me a target five. Lore? Uh, discipline first. All right, uh, that that just hits five. Actually, with Sylvester, I'm going to go with four. Okay, like I said, I hit five. Okay, so you take no damage, and you can close the site, and you can now make a lore roll. That is a lore of five as well. This motherfucker is the smartest guy in the room, and he knows it. He is... Heavy is the head that wears the crown, baby. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. He is the most athletic. He kicks the most ass on a physical level. He doesn't need that magic bullshit. Um, you also can see, uh, that from that area down around his leg, like, you know that that's the leg that was, that he favored previously when he was recovering from his injury, because he wasn't fully recovered when you first had an adventure or two with him. Uh, he's back at... I remember him limping a little. Yeah, he's back at full action now, but you can see the remnants of something magical there and you're not sure quite what to make of that yet because you haven't really focused in on that part of him but you know that whatever did that to him left a mark of some kind i'm gonna hold on to that information okay and are you keeping the site open no i'm closing it okay god knows i'm not looking at des with it okay (laughs) why not you have now seen because you have a friend I don't like. You've now seen every <laughs> member of your party in the site at one point or another. Well done, yay! Achievement unlocked. All right, now Sylvester, it's your turn to use the site, <laughs> and then I'll go next. So, so Sylvester uses the site, and he sees a park covered in snow, but with shoveled uh, paths to walk upon, with a fountain in the middle, six spokes coming off. So I just use my fucking eyes, got it? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a funny guy, Sully. The human sight. See with your special eyes. My brand. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Michael. I'm your GM, your best friend, and your genuine tired boy. What's a sleep schedule? I don't know anymore. So thank you for taking the time to listen to our most recent episode, 
15! 15 whole episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries. Uh, it's wild to me for some reason, but I really appreciate each and every one of you listening to this episode right now. Yes, I mean each and every one of you individually, especially you, right now, listening to this, um, Jebrison. So today's episode is sponsored by Chewy. Chewy is the leading online resource for pet supplies of all kinds. It's also my favorite character from Star Wars because that joke has never been made about this particular sponsor before ever. So they are actually a wonderful service for getting you all kinds of good pet supplies, including uh, pharmacy supplies for your pets, prescription foods, medications. They've got over a thousand of your favorite pet brands of all kinds. And hey, if you need anything from them, they got customer service 24-7. They fill all your orders directly, and they auto-ship them too, so like, you, you don't even have to worry about your ferret or your parakeet or those are the only two pets I can think of right now. That's all I've got. Um, there are no other pets in the world. All other pets are now illegal. Save 30% on your first auto ship order with Chewy by going to our link, which is bit.ly slash Chewy PPN. That's bit.ly slash Chewy PPN. You can even save an extra 5 to 10% on every auto ship order with free shipping on orders over $49. If I had a pet, this is the service I would trust to take care of my pet. But I am deprived from having any of that sort of ferret or parakeet love. Thanks once again to William Blake for assistance with editing the show. It uh, wouldn't really be possible to keep putting these out on time without his help. And as always, thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. There are so many other wonderful shows like No Dice, and we'll actually be doing a show swap with them in August. So look forward to hearing the No Dice crew on our show playing some characters you might already know and hear us on the No Dice podcast in August as well. Uh, other shows include Steampunks and the delightful new member of the network, Cult Classics. If you like horse girl movies, and you should because they are the only acceptable form of entertainment, they make a new one every time. It's actually pretty charming. <laughs> I like I like the I like the whole conceit. It's it's pretty great. Uh, you can also get anyone in the cast now that we have finally got Robo Darius last week or last uh, episode to be a part of this. You can make any of us say pretty much whatever by getting a pocket note. Go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com/pocketnotes to find out more. If you like the show. Go talk about us online. Scream into the chaotic void and hope the abyss gets you a like or a follow, maybe. Anyway, uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook at GMMCast. We rely entirely on word of mouth to advertise the show. And if you tweet about the show, uh, you can have an NPC on the show named after you. Uh, we also have a 
Discord server where we play weekly Jackbox games and more than weekly usually right now. We also have movie nights. Um, I, I think Tom is still keen on making more people watch Knives Out because that movie rules. So uh, thank you all again for listening and back to the mystery. I'm going to get some sleep. Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join magic assholes, Ixen. There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're, they're hiding in various spaces. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com. So Albion's going to go over to Dez and help her up. All right, so um, I'm going to need your help figuring out what the hell I just saw. But I'm pretty sure, he's going to gesture to the fountain in the middle, that that right there is a deliberate epicenter of some powerful thaumaturgy. Oh, cool. You got further than I did. It's mostly because I got more practice using this thing, and also because uh, I'm a very stubborn son of a bitch. That you are. You need a drink? I need a drink. No. Uh, I mean, that drink might be tea. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alright, there's a French food stand around here. I'm sure they got something. So, you know that there are a variety of shops on Church Street, unless there's anything else that uh, Roe or Sylvester wanted to do in the park. Mm, not really. Yeah, no. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. As you are, uh, as you're making your way, you can actually go through City Hall to get to Church Street, which is a nice little convenient way to cut through. Um, and as you do, uh, Sylvester, you notice a few people in there. Uh, Des is a little too distracted and is still kind of like the fuzz in her brain is still very strong in that after image. Uh, she's still processing a lot of that <clears throat> so she doesn't really notice the people around as much but uh you see a few folks occasionally folks that you've seen around campus um and that you have an understanding are like you know connected to the town in some way so i am going to have you roll a let's go with a scholarship roll and i'm gonna go with a target four you making that roll? Hello? Huh? Hey, uh, scholarship roll target four on some of the folks around as you're going through City Hall. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, seven. Wow, okay. Yeah, you definitely know what you're looking at. You're the uh, mayor. I actually need to, I need to pull up some interesting, I need to pull something up real quick. Must be nice to roll good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, man. Yeah, some sessions. You know what? Yeah, yeah, it is, Christine. <laughs> Des all tore up. <laughs> Poor Des. Yes, sorry, I'm not a therapist. <laughs> is it my turn to go see Cagney? <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. All right. So you recognize uh, an individual uh, from... Uh, a previous re-election campaign that happened recently for city council. 
uh, Councilman David Arthur. He was the incumbent, and he did keep his council seat. Uh, you notice him as you are walking through City Hall, and he uh, he also takes a notice of, of you uh, and just sort of uh, gives you a polite little greeting of a doctor. Uh, councilman? Bit of a cold day out to... A bit of a cold day to be out, yeah? Just a bit. All right. Well, uh, ha- things going well uh, up at the university still? Yeah, pretty good. Oh, wonderful. Smooth sailing so far. Excellent, excellent. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I've i been trying to make sure that you guys have uh, everything that you, you need from, from us in town up there. Uh, we really appreciate the work that you're all doing up at the college. We appreciate the support. Uh, okay, roll me a quick empathy. And I'm okay. going to go with uh, target three. Oh, fine. Uh, Ro, you know what? I'm going to let you roll this one, too. Okay, what am I doing? Empathy target three. All right. That's oh, a one of my guys fell on the floor. I don't know where the fuck it went. Oh, no. Baby got a two. Oh, that sucks ass. Uh, roll one of them again and figure it out. Okay, so that's a three. Oh, you hit it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can tell that this guy is, you know, just sort of glad handing you like he's doing the politician thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't need to roll for that. No, no. <clears throat> you didn't. You didn't need to roll for that. However, uh you as opposed to normal politician glad handing uh this feels a little different like you've you've seen when folks are campaigning and you you know you've occasionally met a person that's like hey can i you know do i have your vote uh and it's like yeah yeah you know i I get this something about this feels a little different and it's hard to put your finger on but because, uh, I mean, you match the empathy role, so you know that there's something different underlying it, but you don't know any further details. Can I spend a fate point to get the further details? If you can, uh, yeah, if you can justify uh, one of your aspects. Uh... I guess life is just a ride, and I'm going to see where this shit shack roller coaster takes me. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna keep engaging with him a little bit to try to suss out uh why this this particular interaction feels different yeah okay um uh yeah so it it seems like uh he's stopped going wherever he was going to go to try to have uh, a conversation with you um and it's uh it's a good thing that you rolled high because you can tell now that he is probing you to get little bits of information through casual conversation. So you can tell that he's trying to learn something from you. Uh, It's still hard to tell what that is, but you know that he is trying to. Hmm. So how... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, 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 you continue. All right, so... How's everything at the office? You know, the numbers looking, things like that. Oh, uh, the 
numbers are i mean they're looking pretty good uh about good as as they usually do uh looking forward to another semester up at uvm you know uh, students coming back in always good for the town <sighs> of course of course mm. yeah just uh you know, just trying to keep thing, keep projects rolling. Uh, you know, updating the town and whatever we ha- sorry, not whatever, updating the town and such. We have you know the renovation project. I saw you just came from the city park area, so we're trying to get that uh, mm-hmm. renovated. You know, to make up for the projects that we haven't been as successful with and the things that we have. Um, you do recall, uh from your time in town uh that the Morin municipal plant was supposed to be uh, there was a whole plan to convert that into some kind of like public space like a marketplace and a gathering place uh maybe a small concert venue all sorts of stuff but that has not come to pass despite uh large popular support um Mm. and it seems like that's what he's alluding to you also know the Morin Municipal Plant has a place that you have been in illegally a couple of times recently and encountered a uh, rather nasty dude. And apparently oh, yeah. a drug and apparently there's a drug smuggling oper- uh, operation that was going through there. Right. So how do you continue this conversation? That's a good question. <laughs> You can you can attempt to use rapport if you want to try to uh, sort of probe him him back for more information. Sure. Okay. Four. Hot diggity damn! Because I rolled a minus two on my defense from the base score, so you yeah you beat this guy by like three. Um, <laughs> So through a little more casual conversation, um, excuse me, you you kind of steer things toward uh, the Morton Municipal Plant and the fact that it didn't uh, get the renovations that uh, people were hoping for. And um, uh, he expresses that it's a shame that it didn't happen. um, And he makes a bit of a conversational slip and you realize like you pick up on the fact that he actually did vote against it uh despite despite thinking uh, as he claims that it was a good idea and would revitalize uh a historic building uh but he's he's talking around it and doing the typical political justifications for why he voted against what seemed on the surface to be a good pay, a good idea citing uh some deeper concerns about uh the structural integrity and what the renovations would cost as opposed to the the actual monetary you know benefit of using the space like no doubt it would have improved you know had an impact on arts and culture in the region but also uh you know it might have been too costly a project and there may be like, there might've been extra renovation that had to be done underneath the building. That would have just been like uh, a complicated uh, whole thing. And it just didn't seem the fiscally responsible thing to do unless a better plan was presented. And that seems to be his position on that. Hmm. Though uh, you can tell again, he's kind of doing the politics speak. So it's hard to parse 
how much of that is uh politicking and how much of that is genuine uh like concern for what he's stating okay yeah i really don't know where to go with this next that's okay you can you can just break off the conversation and uh continue on your way i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna pull it sounds to me like he's in on the take (laughs) i mean obviously but um yeah i'm gonna just politely you know exit stage left (laughs) yeah that's fair um and uh he uh yeah as you're as you're making your way at like politely exiting the conversation with whatever excuse you've uh, fabricated um i probably like oh you know my friends and i are going somewhere yeah my anus is bleeding (laughs) well you (laughs) are a proctologist so you're the one who can fix that yeah it's true i can fix my own ass yeah he's gonna go try Uh, to fix it uh, but yes, as you're sort of taking the, oh, my friends and I are, are going somewhere, I won't keep you any longer approach. Right. Um, uh, he says, oh, yes, uh, I, I actually recognize uh, one of your friends. And um, I'm going to have you uh, make me a very quick empathy roll there, Sylvester. And okay. I will give you what your number is. Oh boy, your target is two. Okay, I got a one, but I'm gonna spend a point. Sure. Okay. Uh, what aspect are you tagging to? Uh, because this is—I uh, will tell you—this is a deceit roll that you're rolling against. Uh. So. I guess aim low, then go high, just because, I don't know, I don't like this dude, so I'm gonna bullshit him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. Uh, alright, yeah. So, you, uh, you, you can tell, uh, that he is putting on a, a friendly face, but he is not looking at your friend Desdemona Brown in the way that one looks at uh, somebody that they are like, that they're familiar with and happy to see coming around. It's, it's a smile that does not reach his eyes. Hmm. And he recuses himself and uh, you are free to continue to church street. Yay. So that was awkward. Sylvester. What, what was that about? Uh, you know, politicians being schmoozy. All right, fair enough. Yeah, he was kind of, he was kind of looking at, uh, Dez in a weird way. Not in like a creepy stalker kind of way, but more in a like knives coming out of eyes kind of way. You're familiar with him, Dez? Uh, what? The councilman. Uh, I'm sorry, the who? He's the guy that, um... You know, he was going to turn the municipal place into a band shell or a marketplace, but nothing happened with that, and he voted against it, so he probably might be responsible for what's happening down there. Maybe. I don't know. Holy shit, you're joking. I mean... You got a fucking political conspiracy? I mean, hey, there's magic bullets, right? (sighs) Yeah, but I hunt monsters, not politicians. No, politicians are monsters, just of a different variety. 
Yeah, I, but I know what you mean. It's, it's a complicated issue, man. I anyway, get... there's a speakeasy down the street that I heard about on Google. Let's go there. Grab a drink. Go through a cool secret door and shit. Okay, cool. Is it like the Ninja Bar in New York where you can get the shurikens in your drink? Uh, no, it's just one of those bars you have to know where there's a secret door. Oh, so do we pull on the candle? It's, it's on a not coat gonna rack, be... actually. Coat rack, It's not going to be right? too loud in there, is it? It's not going to be what? Too loud in there, is it? I don't I don't think I could take much more stimulation right now. No, nah, it's, it's a speakeasy. They're not that loud. I mean, not in my experience. Okay. You and I'm sure right? they can get you some tea. That'd be nice. Is there anything I can get you? I'm sure I've got something in my coat. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good as not as good as Albion's trunk, but still. So, uh, just so you know, the since the scene is over, it justifies your mild mental consequence clearing. So you're okay. not as uh, totally distracted anymore, uh, but you still have the uh, visual sensory overload. Uh, moderate mental consequence because you're still like you, yeah you, your your brain is still like actively processing a lot of information and it's still having difficulty with it so you you still have that going on but it's not mm -hmm. as presently okay. like you're starting to be able to like okay okay that's going on here i can focus on the world okay that's good to know i can still use it against you but it's not mm. as present. Okay. So the farmhouse tap and grill uh, is, it's a farm to table gastropub and beer garden kind of place. Um, and below you find your way into the speakeasy portion of that. Um, I'm sorry, uh, the parlor. You find your way into the parlor underneath. And row uh, it seems like uh, you might be surprised to find uh, your old pal from Zabian Elfstone Soup is there and working. And she looks up and just says, Oh, it's you again. And you have friends. Hi, Chris. Soup. It's uh, been a while. It's been like four days. Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> I didn't know you, uh... You get all that shit with the cops sorted out? For now, uh... I'm... I'm sorry. I don't think we've met. This is delightful. Hi, I'm Albion. Please elaborate on what happened with Ro. I would love details. Tell you what. You get a table? I'll tell you. But only after you get a table. Okay. You're damn right I'm getting a table. This is worth it. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys pull up to a pleasant little little table uh, with some somewhat mismatched furniture around. Uh, it kind of goes with with the venue. Uh, it's all close to what uh, to the right stuff together, but not all the chairs totally match um, uh, with, especially not against the table. And uh, you you start to notice that. Um, the construction of this place isn't very uniform. Things seem to be a little, a little interesting in the construction down here. Um, there is some light, uh, not light jazz, like the genre light jazz, 
Uh, but there is jazz, you know, cl- your more classic 40s type jazz, you know, your Miles Davis, John Coltrane type of jazz uh, playing lightly in there, which I'm sure is a nice uh, and comfortable feeling for someone like Des, uh, <laughs> who wanted to not have too much stimulation. And uh, it, it just there's a kind of sparse clientele. It is midday on a Tuesday in January, and I guess not many people are at the speakeasy right now. In fact, it doesn't look like they've been open terribly long. Things are still kind of too orderly, despite the uh, uh, oddness of the layout. Chris, who works at Zabian Elfstone Soup, comes back and um, says... So yeah, I was working my other job over at Zavi and Else when this one comes in and says, hey, can I get an apron and pretend to work? I got some cops coming after me and I need like an alibi, I guess. Well, Albin is just big open mouthed grin looking at Ro. (laughs) Ro, you didn't. And uh, And, uh, uh, Chris takes your your respective orders before continuing. You know what? You're all right, Chris. I like. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fuck those guys." Great. Well, I hope that's reflected in the tip. So, I will be. Yeah. Right I need to know what happened here. This is goddamn hilarious. So I was trying to get some information about you know the whole basement drug situation, and you know. Uh, Sergeant Ditko showed up, and it was a whole thing. So I, I just have a pretend part-time job. It's no big deal. Well, you, you better pretend get fired soon, I guess. That yeah, I hadn't followed up on that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, I'm sorry. This is the funniest thing I have heard in a week. It is pretty fantastic, Ro. I mean, what would you guys have done? If, you know, like, the chief of police asked to go to your house and interview you, and you don't have a house you want him to go to, you make up a fake job. (laughs) You think I'm criticizing you? This is not a criticism. I'm genuinely enthralled and delighted. Thank you. I'm glad you approve, I guess. Look, bro, you may have noticed I, I dabble in vigilante justice, so... You know, fuck the police. <laughs> True, yeah. And also, uh, have, you know, a lot of, uh, look, we're not gonna get into politics. Well, just, Ro, do you have a plan for if you encounter Ditko again? Um. I mean, not, it, are we, am I, go, do I have to eventually wait for the day that you show up in a cop car at my house? Um. No, because he doesn't know who you are or where you live. Uh, I I don't think it'll be a problem because we had that phone call with him where, you know, we were reminding him that he was forgetful and uh, to leave us alone. Um, I can't imagine mm, it'll be a true. problem. That's true. Sandra really did teach him a thing or two. Okay, and now I need details on what the hell this is about. Well, it sounded like he was trying to use Ro to find Sandra Ramirez because, um, if you remember, I took the boombox that day on New Year's Day. Uh, except that I 
told him I was going to take it, and he let me take it, and I reminded him of that, and he had forgotten or got didn't get put in the report or something, and it should have closed everything up with a nice bow on top. You know, just poor police work, you know, the use. Uh, apparently. Oh man, this is this is a great cap or two a weird day. So Chris comes back and uh drops your your drinks down around the table. What did everyone actually get? Um yeah, um Alvin got a lager and a cheeseburger. Okay, well triple the... bacon double cheeseburger. Aw oh, damn. With uh steak fries. That's a pretty sweet order. I don't order. know if that's on the menu, but it is now. I mean, oh, but I can't have nachos. It is, so it is. And a fucking flagon of red stripe. Hell yeah, it's beer. Hooray, beer! (laughs) Uh, Ro, what are you drinking? Ro got water because she's canonically twenty. That's correct. (laughs) And uh, what what kind of tea is Desdemona hoping to indulge in? Well, here's the thing. Um, I figure Desdemona's going to do a move that I've pulled several times myself, where she ordered a mug of hot water, and when that arrives, she pulls tea bags out of her pocket and starts steeping. Incredible. Oh my I god. I <laughs> well, here's more the thing. and more every day. <laughs> you mean Des? Here's it's Des. Des, that's the one. Here's the thing. What you do is when you Look, order- it's very hot in here. I am dying. <laughs> When you order the, 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 the mug of hot water, you offer, always offer, to pay, like, a, a, for a price of a tea or a coffee or something, but say that you need to use your own tea bag for certain reasons. Uh, and they pretty much always say, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Chris said that this time, so Desdemona will also order a cheese plate, because that sounds delicious, and I love cheese. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris said, no, no, that's okay. And brought you back uh, a cup of tea. It has a salada bag in it. I don't know what that is. It's a very cheap brand of English breakfast. But that's not what I ordered. <laughs> well, you uh, you ordered hot water and Chris can read between the lines and decided to just get you that tea. At, maybe even to spite you. You don't know this person well enough to know. Can you put your own right, tea well, bag? After a few sips, <laughs> the tea is going to stay on the table. Food will be out in a bit. It's just going to take uh, a few minutes. Chris makes their way uh, to too long. the somewhere back in the kitchen area. And um, uh, Ro, uh, mm-hmm. give me an empathy roll. All right. That's a three. Okay, uh, there was something in the manner that uh, Chris that Chris said uh, that hopefully your food wouldn't be too long, and it seemed like uh, she was looking at you, kind almost pointedly when she said that. So you you're trying to figure out what to make of that. If you want to spend a fate point, you can try to get a deeper insight into that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because now I'm worried. I thought we were anti-cop buddies. Um, I'm going to <laughs> use allergic to bullshit because I feel like it's not the hundred percent truth. 
like something's going on. Okay. Uh, uh yeah, I'll accept allergic to bullshit. Um, you, uh, you are processing this, and you realize that in this case, Chris is not being the kind of dry, sarcastic person that you are used to. There was some concern in uh, Chris's tone that you didn't immediately pick up on. And uh, as you, it, it, it kind of makes you nervous and a little more keyed into your environment, which is why you notice when you pick up to uh, drink your water that yours was served on a little napkin as opposed to like the coasters that your your friends got or the little teacup your water came on a napkin and when you take a drink you something seems a little peculiar about the napkin itself so i read whatever is obviously written on the napkin or get mad that she assumes i'm messy <laughs> uh you read what is written on the napkin and uh it reads Ditko frequents here, like, around now. Oh, sh- oh, okay. Um, so- And as you, as you look up, you see the door open. Damn it. And an all-too-familiar face walks in. Oh, uh, Rochelle. Uh, funny meeting you here. Um, hey- find yourself in the parlor you can get cheese plates burgers salads craft beers in this universe you could also get tea (laughs) (laughs) i want nachos they don't have nachos they have cheese plates i want nachos well then we're gonna have to go somewhere else for nachos after fine i just have this like image of ro like taking um a, a small bag of chips out of like a bag or something and then just taking the cheese plate and just pouring the cheese on top of it going nachos <laughs> <laughs> my emergency nacho supplies Amazing. <laughs> well i'm thinking like lay's chips you know like potato chips where it makes no sense for them to be nachos we have nachos at home <laughs> with cold cheese on top of it <laughs> <laughs> the best nachos I have ever heard of. <laughs> uh, amazing. So put him in a sandwich. <laughs> pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.